Welcome to In It Together. I'm Jay. And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective. Thanks for joining us again. Welcome back. It's a tough one today. We're going to talk a little bit about something that cuts very deep with you. Yeah, because the last two uh, episodes you had said, yeah, very happy to be here today. And today I'm like, okay, hi. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. this is good. I'm, I'm glad that we can have this conversation. No, it's, it's, yeah, I think it's a necessary conversation, not just for us, for our healing, obviously, but for our listeners. Because like we said, right, that's why we're in it together. Because we have all these shared experiences and because we're a community of, of people trying to um, go on this journey of healing. And you can't do that if you can't be raw and relatable and, and, and just put your, put ourselves out there, right? And, and that's what we're going to do today, or at least attempt to. I think when people hear today, it's going to give them more hope, truthfully, because I get that all the time. Hearing you share your story gives me hope. I, ho- I would hope, <laughs> but uh, we're talking about inner child work today, right? And, and we, we've touched upon inner child um, in, in several different podcasts that we've done before. So uh, we, you can loosely define inner child for uh, any of our new listeners or any of our listeners that haven't heard our podcast on inner child work or, or what the inner child is. So I'll allow you to kind of define that a little bit. Before we kind of get into it. The inner child, and I get this question all the time, men especially have a really hard time thinking that there's a little child inside of them. It's it's hard for them to just because logically it doesn't make sense, right? Women are like, oh, my inner child. It's it's very it's very interesting dynamic. But the inner child is truly just the immature parts of your brain that didn't fully get to develop because there's a lot of unmet needs or because of trauma at that time. And so when there's a situation that proves to be more mature or from a place of trauma that we haven't fully developed, that part of our brain is going to respond to it. And it's really just our quote unquote inner child. Absolutely. That's a good definition. And it's a little different. I think for men, we deal with the outer child, I think, a lot more. Right. Because as a man, you're either, you know, your level of maturity can can wane between person to person. So I think men have to contend with the outer child more than the inner child. But yes, we all have as mature adults, we all have this inner child inside of us that struggles at times, especially, again, being survivors of trauma, there's the onset of that trauma, right, that kind of locks us in at that particular age in our psyche. So we have this little inner child that is, that can, at times, guide our emotions and guide our triggers. And that's what we're really talking yeah. about. And that's right referred now. to as age of onset. So the age in which you experience that particular trauma may be where that part of your brain is stunted. So, you know, when you see an adult walking around, throwing things and stomping their feet, and you're like, okay, we know that we're looking at someone under the age of 10, that that part of their brain, because they're having a tantrum. Uh, We've all done it. You know, no shame here. But we just want to help people to understand where that comes from. Because when that adult comes out of that situation, then they're like, 
yeah, I probably shouldn't have acted like that. And that rational part of their brain, the mature part kicks in, you know, so that's that's the inner child. Yeah, that's absolutely the, the perfect example, because we've all thrown tantrums. We again, when no one is immune <laughs> to not throwing a tantrum and acting like a child. And I think the biggest takeaway there, of course, is that even though we act as a child in that moment, it's important to recognize and realize that, hey, that was a moment of my inner child coming out Mm -hmm. and I need to, you know, reel that back in and be the mature adult that I can be. And that's what we're really talking about right now because that's, we had a couple moments this week of uh, inner, inner Courtney kind of reared her ugly head (laughs) around. Not, not, not. I don't want to say reared her ugly head because it sounds like I was doing something wrong. Yeah, you're right. She panicked. Yeah. And she guided, you know, she took control. And that's what, what we're talking about. It's a very important that, to understand that we all have this inner child. And from time to time, they will take control. Mm-hmm. And it's very important that we pull back control. As the mature adult, we need to pull back control and say, hey, is this, is this reaction warranted? And that's, that's what we're really going to talk about. Right Absolutely. Now. All right. So I'm here. Hit me. Let's go. <laughs> So just so we have a little bit of background on this, let's talk a little bit about your your past when it deals with substance abuse, because I think this is this is where um, little Courtney was triggered this week. And we'll we'll talk a little bit about those triggers, but talk a little bit about um, what got you to that point. So, you know, I'll, I'll allow you to share as far as you feel comfortable with. I'm an open book, baby. All right, let's go. (laughs) So I lost my mother and brother, both to overdoses. But before any of that, I I have memories going back to first or second grade, walking home from school, saying, please, God, let mommy be normal today. And I never understood what that was. But mommy normal was mommy was when she was not on substances. My mother was in and out of rehab growing up. I distinctly remember in 91 her going missing in another state while we were down there in a place that we weren't used to. My brother and I were with some strangers where we couldn't find our mother for hours and she was gone. There was a lot of abandonment that had come from that. There were times that I would come home from school and the house would be destroyed because she was looking for money and she wasn't there and I would have to cover up for her. Um, She would then go missing Um, again, so there was a a lot of this abandonment, this push and pull. There was a lot of substances that were involved. I was constantly around it. My grandmother was an alcoholic. They would be sharing substances at the homes, conversations I would hear about specific painkillers that they were sharing. I mean, I was, it was everything. It was everything that I knew. Even memories of going to visit my father and my father and his girlfriend doing heroin in the bathroom. And I remember him saying like, don't take too much. You're going to kill yourself. Like I was young and I was just constantly surrounded by that and very unsafe and would walk into situations where I would see paraphernalia. I would find it in my couch. You know, it was it was constant. CPS was always out trying to interview me, and I always had to protect myself and my brother. And so that was my whole entire life. And then as I got older, my mother had left, and you know, there were substances and, and issues that she went through, and became more addicted to painkillers after a very t- tragic accident that she had ended up having. 
And it just kind of spiraled from there. And that's what my whole life was. There was times where I didn't have food. I didn't know where I was going to live. I was begging judges, uh, going in front of them, trying to fight evictions at 16 for my mother and, and speaking up because I didn't have a place to go. My mother would have me go to hospitals and, and lie about injuries because <laughs> she would want to get medicine. It, it was terrible. And then when I was 19, I found my mother deceased uh, from an overdose and I developed some chronic PTSD from that. And my brother was also born addicted. And so he was in and out of the hospital and there was a lot of stuff that had come from that. And then he died about, I think it was about five years ago from a fentanyl overdose. So substances is a big trigger for me, apparently. Absolutely. And um, I even I, just talking about it, my I heart's know, and like I, racing. I can see that. And again, I've Obviously, I've been privy to a lot of this information. This is the first time that you're really sharing a lot um, to, with our listeners, and and I applaud your 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 strength and your courage to do so. It is a public platform, obviously, and you're sharing your story, which is amazing. I again, I applaud your strength and your courage for that. Um, you don't have to get into specific details, but as as you've displayed, obviously, you're a survivor of a lot of trauma involving drug abuse correct so that brings us to modern to i guess modern day right thank god (laughs) (laughs) um so uh, again that that is a past we all have our past we all have our traumas that we come from um yours are are very you know vivid and 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 Mm -hmm. and present in your in your everyday life you obviously overcame that um struggles but they still live inside you, right? The, Very that, deep. That inner child still holds a lot of that those traumatic experiences, and those manifest sometimes when just regular conversation. So that brings us brings us back to to where we we are now, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, as you guys know, I'm always kind of delving into new things and trying to learn um, about you know uh, new techniques. When it comes to the uh, self betterment and and um, self enlightenment, so you know the the topic of microdosing came up um, with LSD. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of new studies coming out with microdosing, and you know, obviously, you know, THC is is something that has been been legalized in a lot of states, and a lot of people are starting to uh, experiment again mm-hmm. with with these substances. And we had a conversation about that, right? We had a conversation about, you know, hey, you know, you know, I'm reading all these studies that might be something, you know, you've had trouble sleeping. And I, I, I suggested, hey, you know, there's there's now these these new ways to use these drugs to not use them recreationally, but use them medicinally. And, you know, we started to have that conversation or I started to have that conversation. And I think unwittingly, that triggered you. Yeah, I, I think I started to panic. I started to panic like, oh, well, if I did do something, I don't want to become an addict. Like it was it was bad. Um, I was like, I'll no, I, I don't think that that's something that I want to do. Like I wasn't even able to kind of logically look at something because the fear of overdosing and dying or becoming an addict and, and, and not being a good mother was like I, I just couldn't I couldn't even go there. And I think just the 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 simple fact of me bringing that up now again, I have I've had my um, my past with uh, with drug use, recreational um, and self medicating. You know, when I was much younger, 
in in a much different life. Um, but again, this these are triggers, right? When you heard that I was potentially thinking about you know trying things out or suggesting that you might want to try some things, that was that was enough. That was enough for you to get to for inner Courtney to say, hey, not only am I in danger of that, but my safe person, the person that, you know, mm -hmm. I've, I've decided to share my life with is going down that path. Yep. And that threw you into a spiral. Because you're talking to a person that gave birth with nothing, won't take Tylenol, like, you know, I won't do anything that could relieve pain. <laughs> I won't take anything. So, yeah, just thinking about Oh God, like I know I wasn't going to do any of that. I was like, I'm good. Like I'm fine. But just to think about, I didn't have control over whether you were going to, I felt, and, and even though I think I expressed it to you, mm, nope, even talking about it was enough. My body was just, I, I think it was just done. And I think I disassociated. Yeah, you definitely disassociated and you were kind of in that state for a couple days. Yeah. Right. We were, we, we obviously, you know, there were other there's obviously other circumstances um, around our life those last couple of days that we're kind of pointing to, but ultimately that was that was the the turning point, mm -hmm. right, for you, and and that was that was something that really hit you hard, and you know we want to talk about that as in terms of um, really was an irrational fear. Again, what I want to express to our listeners because uh, again we're not. We're not saying that recreational or medicinal drug use is something that we all have to, we all contend with. We do, our listeners, you know, again, outside of using illegal drugs, obviously, abusing drugs is definitely a no-no, but we're not here to judge anyone's use. I'm the last person that would judge anybody because I understand that, you know, people are going to have their own journey. So two things we want to clarify. We're not encouraging anybody to do anything and we're not discouraging or, or making people feel bad who may be in that space. We're simply talking about that. He knows I had struggled with sleep and he brought up different things that he had heard. I am not doing any of those things. I'm not participating in any of those things. He's just talking about how even just a conversation had me in a disassociative state, which was crazy. So now that we've set the stage for what happened or what led to this. Now let's really dig deep into what we really want to talk about, right? This was just kind of the, um, what was the impetus to, to what happened. But really what we want to talk about is inner child work and regaining control of ourselves once we have been triggered and once our inner child is starting to drive. So again, setting aside the 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 actual details of how that happened of how it happened it can happen to all of us right once we're triggered mm -hmm. and our inner child jumps into the fray and says hey you know it's it's my job to protect because i've seen this before and this again it ha doesn't have to have anything to do with drug use it could be any of a, a number of different things and mm -hmm. a number Someone of different could traumas. Someone raise their voice and your body's like, nope, you know, it could be anything, any trigger. Exactly. Once inner child takes over and starts steering the ship, at that point, we need to recognize that and we need to make changes to get ourselves out. And that's what we really want to discuss. Yeah. 
Um, and, and I just kind of wanted to mention there was another trigger because we were, you know, we have a place that we need to go to. And you remember that? That well, was something yeah, else. Yeah, that was another trigger. That, that's perfect. Let's let's go into that just so you guys understand that it's not just one thing. It can be yeah, several different things. Yeah, this was something else. So um, we had uh, another, <laughs> I don't want to say incident, but we had another situation where, so we had a little vacation planned. And the hotel that we had selected, again, unbeknownst to me, was a hotel that you were familiar with, right? And and I think when we when I booked it initially, you already had a, a somatic response to it, and you hadn't put everything together. No. But the timeline, like I I had booked it months in advance, and now here we are, you know, a couple of weeks before we're we're set to to go there. And this trigger happened. So do you want to, you can share again. Yeah, when you initially told me, I'll you know, share a little bit. When you initially told me, I automatically was like, well, why did you choose that place? Like I was very, I was, I didn't seem solid on it. And you kept saying, hey, is there, is there something wrong with it? I can change it, honey. And I was like, no, no, no. Like I didn't know why I felt that way. And then yesterday I kind of said, oh, are, are you nervous about like, you know, we're going away or whatever and stuff. And you're like, no, yeah, everything's kind of fine. And then there were a couple other things that had happened. And then finally, I, I woke up and I was like, I know why it's bothering me. It's because I went to a prom there uh, with someone. It was my, my first serious relationship that was very toxic and that I was hurt in a lot, um, very badly. And so just knowing that I was going to that place with you. And I had a lot of shame because, you know, I made a lot of dumb mistakes when I was, when I was younger. And my inner child was like wiling out. And I was like, right now is not the time for compassion and grace. So I had to go in there and I was like, hey, chill. We're going to this place with our husband who loves us to death. It was just a place in time that we went. You act like you've never gone to some place that he's gone to some place with. It wasn't even like it was a great memory or something crazy happened there. It was just the location of their prom that you attended with them. That was it. And I had to go in. I had to be like really firm. But the moment I did that, I was like, I felt better. But it was ridiculous because it wasn't my inner child. It was my inner 17 year old that was like oh I don't want to go there I don't want to be at that place and I, I didn't understand why and it was because that place that just the name of it reminded me of being hurt really bad and I didn't like it well my 17 year old self was like no we're not doing that so that and that again encompasses what we're talking about right it's really understanding that from time to time our inner child or inner teen or whatever right takes the, the the helm or or starts to steer the ship and it's up to us to recognize that and sometimes we have to be forceful with our inner children you know that's what we that's what we've really extracted from these experiences in yep. the last in the last week or so right that sometimes we have to be very forceful with our and be the adult in the room and be the person that says hey i'm in control i see and hear you inner child I see and hear your your responses to these, but I'm in control. You are still safe, and I'm taking back the control of the ship, and that's important. That's what we really uh, were able to get from these experiences, and that's what we're sharing with you guys. Well, uh, you did a better job because I was a little bit more forceful. I think I turned into it, and I said, look, listen, you need to calm the hell down. Like, back off. I don't need this. You don't need this. You're focusing on all the wrong things right now. Like I was like, put her in her place. And I was like, you know what? Maybe she just needed me to do that so that she could feel safe. 
Because if I'm the one that's supposed to be walking around and guiding us and she's this little thing inside of me and I'm like haphazardly walking around or she feels something, I need to be more self-aware and more in control to say, excuse me, you don't have a driver's license. You need to sit in the back. You can be the, the, the backseat driver where you can give me clues and I'll decide if that clue is something I need to worry about. But what's been happening when there's a trigger is that they push you out of the car, they hop in the front and they leave you in the dust and you have to... You need to be forceful. You know, the irrational fear, it gets so strong that you kind of lose yourself in that. And that was scary for me. And I felt scared about that. You know, I was, I didn't really, I don't think I really had the shame that I felt, but I just felt frustrated because it was like one trigger after another. And I was like, you know what? After chaos, is, there's always a point to grow. And if we didn't have triggers, we wouldn't heal. So instead of feeling bad about it, I just said, damn, I've gone through a lot. Those things bothered me, whether it was the location of a hotel or you just talking to me about certain things that you've read or things that you've considered that you've looked into. Like that just tells me that those, those were really raw wounds for me. Absolutely. And that's where we came to that big realization that we, we do, we have to be the adults and our inner child can guide us into places we don't want to. And these are, again, because of our triggers, being self-aware and being able to process this, you know, where we are, where our mental state is, is very important. It's very important to this journey. It's very important for our healing to be able to process those things and having someone to process them with is important. You know, and sometimes I do a lot of this Again, in my own head, but not everybody has that ability to to sit there um, and process alone. Uh, sometimes you need someone to kind of bounce ideas off of or, or bounce emotions off of. Right. And it's not pushing your emotions onto them because that's a that's a whole other thing. But um, being able to process logically what you're feeling, get those emotions out and then logically talk about. Are these fears irrational? And if the if the fears are irrational, they be they could be coming from that inner child trigger. Yeah, and you you had to be kind of very firm and assertive with me. You said to me this morning, "You're spiraling. You're having a tough time. You need to get back to X, Y, and Z." Like you were very firm with it, and I just took a deep breath. And I just held on to, to what you said. And then I was able to figure out what it was. And once I told you it was fine, you're like, see, there you go. But unfortunately, the adult in me also needed, like I was firm with her. You had to be firm with me. Hey, you're spiraling. You need to get back to where you are. Like it kind of reminded me, like it kind of pulled me out of that little place. You know, and I don't think, I think you spend so many years trying to run away from and not identify with that when it happens, it really hits you to your core. So learning to truly love and accept everything about yourself and everything that you went through is really important. And understanding that when you have a trigger, your inner child's just trying, trying to warn you, just trying to say, hey, this is bad. This is bad. And you can say, hey, you know what? I understand why you think this is bad, but this is not the same situation. Thanks for the information. Go back to playing with your Barbies. We're good. You know, and it's 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 important to be able to take control. Because when we hear about inner child healing, it's like grace and compassion and cuddling. That's good for when your body needs consoling. But when you're stuck in an irrational fear, you need to come from a place of force and strength and to demonstrate I'm in control. So when the trigger is because you've been hurt, 
you console. When the trigger makes you feel out of control, you boss up and you have to show up as that adult that needed to protect you. So I needed to show up and say, I'm taking the car over, pull over, get the hell out of the car. You don't have your license. Get in the back seat. We'll go to McDonald's and we'll talk about this later. Like it was, you know, I had to do that. Yeah. And, and I've known you for so long and we've had these conversations for so long that I know the buttons to press. You know, I know. I don't like you for that. I, I know. You said that to me too. You said, yeah, I, I know what you're doing. As, as soon as I did it, you, you said, I know what you're doing. And you knew because like you're, I, you're trying to trigger me because, you know, if you say certain things to me, I'm going to fight you <laughs> Well, then I'm not trying to trigger you. But I, I'm well, maybe I am. I you guess. are. You're pushing I'm eliciting. I'm eliciting. Exactly. I'm eliciting a response that I know. I know you enough. I know how strong a person you really are. And when anyone challenges how strong you are, come to that. You know, you, you rise to that occasion. And that's something, again, that has been cultivated in you. You weren't always like this. And that's and that's something I want to share with the, the listeners. You weren't always this way. You grew into this person. And anyone that's out here listening, we and we say that we we try to choose our words very wisely. You know, we never say um victim of trauma on this podcast. And there's a nope. reason there's a reason why. You know, we're not victims, we're survivors. And understanding the difference, understanding why we use that verbiage is important. You might not feel that you're strong enough in the moment, but I can tell you that you are. Everything that you need to heal is inside you right now. You have to find that inner strength. And that's what this is about, right? This is what we do our podcast. This is why we have our community because, and I say this, you know, on our Zoom calls to our, to, to our members that join us, I, you know, it's important to understand that you don't need anyone. We're here as a resource. We offer tools. We offer advice. We offer understanding. The one thing we can't do and the one thing that you guys have to understand that no one can do outside of yourself is heal yourself. You have the power to change who you are. It is up to you. It is up to you to get on the journey and it's up to you to follow through on the journey. And it's up to you to understand what you need. We're here to educate and we're here to kind of provide a working knowledge of things at the very least, we hope we can inspire. We inspire you to understand that for all our struggles, we're just human beings just like you. We've all had our weak moments. We, we all have been weaker than we are right this minute. So if we can do it, you guys can do it. And we have faith that if you're listening to our podcast right now and you're struggling and whether you're on the journey or haven't started your journey yet, I want to make sure that you guys understand that you're powerful enough. You're powerful enough to do this. You can do this. You've survived 100% of your worst days. That's good odds. You're still here. You have survived 100% of your worst days. You've gotten an A+. Don't doubt that for a second. So if you're feeling stuck, if you've had to take a break, if you feel like you have to start all over again, it's not about starting over. It's about picking up where you left off. And that's something that Jay reminded me. I felt like, oh, great, I have to start all over again. But it wasn't about that. It was just the fact that 
I need to appreciate my body. Thank you so much for coming to me and letting me know that this was really scary. But we cannot dissociate, girl. We can't do anything when we're dissociated. <laughs> it can't be that bad, right? So spend time with your inner children, your inner teens. Spend time when you can, being strong, making decisions from strength. Make it a habit that you do, even when times aren't tough. And eventually your inner child will follow. So thank you for listening to my little bit of a story and just hearing little bits of myself that I don't necessarily always share. And I hope that if you can see that I have gotten to where I am and I've had that crazy past that you can too. I think it's important that we share um, ourselves and our story to uh, with you guys. I think it's important for your growth. It's important for our growth, you know, to show that, hey, you, we have overcome we can overcome. And if we can do it, then hell, we want to inspire you guys to do it. Mm-hmm. And and you be the next person to inspire someone else. And that's what that's why we built our our, our healing community. So check that out yeah, if, I'll, if you I'll get link a chance. It in the description of the episode. If you need a place to go and you can't find a good therapist and you can't find people to talk to, that's what it's for. There are three weekly lives during the week. There are Zooms during the month. There are workshops. There's daily support and daily access where you can message me. So if you need something, it's going to be linked there. And I encourage you to join. Don't put it off. Start today. So we'll uh, we'll end the podcast there. I hope you guys got some information from it. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it. I think I think it was inspirational for, for us. So I hope you feel the same. And as always... Never forget, it's never too late to start a new journey. So guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at Ask.Courtney, on Instagram at AskCourtney underscore, and on YouTube at AskCourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com. We'd love to hear your stories, guys. So make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together. So stay safe. Remember, there's no shame in asking for help. Till next time.